Hello and welcome to Tech Tent, your weekly status update on the technology business. I'm Rory Catlin-Jones and this week I'm joined from the BBC Tech News Desk by our online editorial supremo, Leo Kelly. And welcome, Leo. Hey, Rory. And my special guest in a week where there's plenty of news about gaming is top games journalist, comedian, blogger, podcaster, all-round renaissance woman, Ellie Gibson. Good to have you here, Ellie. Thank you. Uh, Here's a flavour of what's coming up on the show. Welcome, Mario. Tonight, it's my pleasure to introduce to you the new PlayStation 4 lineup. It's time to make the Earth a multi-planetary species that we can back up the biosphere. It's the best iPhone that we have ever created. It's 20 years since a space-obsessed entrepreneur called Peter Diamandis launched a $10 million prize to stimulate private spaceflight. The X-Prize spurred dozens of teams around the world to compete for the money and the glory. And today, the private space industry is one of the most exciting and risky sectors of tech innovation. This whole story is told in a new book, How to Make a Spaceship, published later this month. We asked the Silicon Valley journalist Alison Van Diggelen to interview Peter Diamandis. He told her why he's glad Virgin's Richard Branson turned him down as a sponsor for the first XPRIZE. I pitched Richard twice. I thought he was the perfect person, obviously, to, to do this. And the fact that he didn't fund it and make it the Virgin XPRIZE which could have been a cool name, led him to the point when the $10 million Ansari X Prize was ultimately won. Richard came in and bought the rights to the winning technology to create Virgin Galactic. So instead of spending $10 million in the prize purse, he spent a quarter of a billion dollars developing Virgin Galactic, which I was very happy about. Let's talk about the Cambridge physicist Stephen Hawking. He wrote the afterword for your book, and he's been a big supporter of yours. He actually wrote, the human race has no future if it doesn't go into space. Can you explain what he meant by that? Yeah, so I had a chance to meet Professor Hawking through the XPRIZE. He was involved early in one of our XPRIZES. We're actually working right now on an ALS XPRIZE. And when I met him back in 2007, I invited him to fly on a zero-gravity flight. And Stephen said yes right away. And uh, I had a chance to fly him into zero-G. It was amazing to give the world's expert on gravity the experience of zero-gravity. And he did amazingly well. And he was asked at the press conference why he was doing something kind of risky for a guy who's been in a wheelchair for 40 years. It's safe for anybody, but for someone that frail, it could be dangerous. And he said, I want to promote space travel. I think if the human race doesn't go into space, we don't have a future. His concerns are the existential threats of you know, nuclear war, killer virus, asteroid impact, all of these things. Now, I'm the optimistic guy, so I think we have a bigger future if we go into space. And the concept that Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Larry Page, Stephen Hawking, myself – Uh, that we talk about is the notion that it's time to make the Earth a multi-planetary species, that we can back up the biosphere. We have the ability to take all the knowledge, all of the genomes on this planet, and to, uh, to take all the eggs out of one basket. And talk about the technology. Some are saying, okay, the private sector has entered the space race, but we're not any further forward than when man landed on the moon with NASA. Talk about how you see the technology has changed with the private sector doing on a much more limited budget, faster timetable in some ways. 
It's astounding how fast the technology has changed. It's night and day. It doesn't come out of the large industrial military complex, which is risk averse. It comes out of the entrepreneurial mindset that's willing to do something completely different. I give credit to Elon Musk and the team at SpaceX for what they've done. They've pulled off the impossible. They've built the Falcon 9 launch vehicle as a vehicle which has a fully reusable first stage which could drop the cost of launching satellites into space by a factor of five. And they've done this in a way where there's sensors on board that were never possible before. You're 3D printing engines on the vehicle. You're mass manufacturing everything in-house. You're using the latest materials, the latest machine learning and AI protocols for design. You're able to create a vehicle that was never heretofore possible. This is, for me, the most exciting time ever to be alive. Peter Diamond is talking to Alison Van Diggelen. Uh, Leo Kelly, and it doesn't always go right for these uh, tech entrepreneurs getting into space. Um, we had a, a, an accident for Elon Musk uh, last week with his, uh, with his, with his rocket, didn't we? Uh, yeah, it, it um, exploded uh, last week, taking out Facebook's Africa satellite in the process. Um, he's actually been tweeting Elon Musk in the past uh, seven, eight hours, t- talking about it as the most difficult and complex failure his firm's experienced. He's asking anyone who might have captured it on video to send in the clip so that they can uh, have a look. In particular, he says he's trying to solve what he describes as the mystery of a quiet banging sound that happened just before the fireball, because he doesn't know what happened. The rocket hadn't been fired up at the time. Ellie Gibson, uh, these Silicon Valley entrepreneurs heading into space, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a sigh from you there. Are, are you not exciting, excited about them? Are you not cheering them on? I mean, I just have they got nothing better to spend their money on? Get yourself like, a really good pair of shoes, maybe a hot tub, something like that. Upgrade from Prosecco to actual champagne, something like that. Why space travel? It's very expensive, it's very dangerous, and ultimately, Rory, it's pointless. <laughs> Ellie Gibson not planning uh, to be part of this interplanetary species that we can keep hearing about well we've run out of time again thanks to leo kelly and you can read all of the stories he writes and edits at bbc.com technology thanks to ellie gibson who you can find all over the web talking about games and running a podcast called scummy mummies don't forget our facebook page for all sorts of top content uh, bbc technology and tech tent and please join us again in the tech tent at the same time next week <laughs>